You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello and hello to the Online Podcast. I'm your host, Chris O'Brien, and I am behind again. I literally just caught up that podcast where, you know, um, and I'm behind again. And because of that, by the time this podcast came out yesterday, I was already about four, <laughs> four things behind, which I was fixing this episode. Basically, I am going to be doing these four behind, but I'm behind today. And then I'm going to be doing the rest that are coming out before, let's say, Friday when I normally send this off. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be a lot of fucking action. I'm going to be burnt out. So let's first of all talk about me and a little bit of non-New Japan stuff. Just just to keep this... I know it's a New Japan podcast, but you know. I need to interject a bit of non-New Japan stuff. Because the G1 can be as amazing as it is. Especially for B-block action. It can be a bit overwhelming, so I took a break. Uh, I went to Glasgow for Shug's house party, which was fun. Got to see Jeff Jarrett break a guitar over someone. Walter versus BT Gun was sick. Um, Jackie Polo versus Lionheart, well, not as good as Barrowmania, was still really good. Mikey Whiplash showed why he's the most underrated guy in British wrestling. Like, I, has he held? He's held the ICW title, but ages ago before I like just before ICW exploded ICW really exploded after that insane fight club documentary I think I'm trying to remember I I don't know but that's when I discovered ICW and Grado and I finally got to be part of a Grado entrance like there's so such a small amount of places ladies and gentlemen where I can sing Madonna and not be judged and that was one of them and it was glorious like it was definitely the biggest reaction of the night um, DCT won the world title, which is great. People complaining because Stevie Boy was one of the most over guys in the ICW. I've never been amazingly high on him, but <laughs> yeah, he's leaving the country now. Apparently, I I somehow don't believe that it ICW. <laughs> it's basically Attitude Era bro, every week. So, but no, it was amazing. Um, no complaints from me. I might be going to the garage show. I still am not sure. I shall look into that. Anyway, on to um, G1. What's my first match? Let me check. It is... Elgin versus Suzuki. Uh, they don't mesh together well. They never have. Well, I'll be damned. They had a pretty alright match. It was Suzuki and Elgin, like I said before. And I thought it was going to be bad, considering their last few encounters. Especially their one at um, Destruction. I forget which Destruction show it was. It was just disappointed me i was really looking forward to that um because i hadn't seen their g1 match because they ended up missing some of the g1 last year and that was one of the matches i missed but anyway um yeah this is a good match it was like what the makabe match with suzuki was meant to be sort of like the big man versus technical wrestler but elgin can actually pass um together because a lot of the same beats were followed like they went into the crowd they um Suzuki was targeting Elgin's arm a lot of the time, which is good against um, when it's A, injured, and B, a power guy. He sort of needs that right arm. Um, it was a good match. Um, the ending sequence was good, where it's just sort of like, ooh, this, I can tell if this is the ending sequence, what's going to happen? And then it gets into the Koch-style bow driver, which is the best finisher in New Japan. I will not hear anyone say anything otherwise. 
and um, Suzuki wins. It was fine, like six out of ten, slightly above average. I liked it. It was fun. Hangman Page vs. Evil was another good one. I was actually surprised. I expected it to be bold, but I wasn't. Um, start with both men missing their finishes. Always a fun start. Um, <laughs> Page at some point deadlifted Evil, which is insane. <laughs> like, I was marking out when he did it to Kenny Omega, and they're comparable weights. Evil's like 260 pounds. So, dead impressive there from Page. Um, Page for a chair at Evo and then did a big boot. I was like, holy shit, he's Rob Van Dam. He's Rob Van Dam. Um, so many Irish rip reversals on the outside uh, at the midpoint of this match. <laughs> I was just like, no, you're going. 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 It was fucking insane. Um, Paige's moonsault was always great. It was a great spot where um, he went for the moonsault, missed, landed on his feet, and then immediately did a standing shooting star press. Absolutely insane. Well done, Hangman. Um, and then at the end of this match, just kept going for their big moves, kept missing until eventually um, Evil gets everything is evil for the win. Really good match from these two upstarts. Going to give it a 7 out of 10. It's better than Suzuki versus Elgin match for sure. Just a really good match. Really fun match. No complaints from this boy. Fale versus Jay White. And you know what? This is about as good as a Fale match can be. Big up to Jay White to making a Fale match interesting. I don't, miss, I don't mean to bring down Fale. Like, he's an awesome big guy but sort of like and in most matches i would very much praise him but it's a case of he can have one kind of match really and when it's the g1 and you're having so so many matches it can sort of all blur together but again that is a problem with the g1 but would not ordinarily be a really good match can get lost in the shuffle or can even seem like not so good a match just because the quality is so high in the G1, and that's by no means a bad thing. He just needs to be amazing to stand out. But you know what? This was a good match. I'm not going to complain. Um, Jay White slips out um, early to take out Tangaloa. I thought that was cool. Um, Jay White was throwing young boys about. <laughs> that always makes me pop when people just throw young boys at people. Just Young boys aren't people. They're weapons. It is amazing. Um, Jay White continues to be the enemy of all refs. I can't recall a G1 match he's had where there hasn't been a ref bump. Um throwing Farley into wet red shoes. He does it, it, it's amazing how he does it too, because he does it like, oh, we can't overturn the decision, this could be an accident. Like in the match of Okada, when his fist swung out during the Rainmaker, or just pushing Farley, he, can, he can't see red shoes through Farley, surely. Just, I love that he's just the enemy of refs and nobody can stop him. Um, I'm sort of sick of Tongan interference. At this point, I get it's the story, but, you know, it actually worked this time. Um, Tama Tonga going, scumstum bitch, that made me pop. Um... Just JY fought off the Tongans when they came into interfere after Red Shoes went down. Tongans fought back. Bad luck falls. One, two, three. Win. This is a really good um, Fale match. Going to give it a 7 out of 10. B block has actually been. No, A block rather has been pretty good um, this one so far. I think it doesn't help that the last one was probably the worst match um, series of matchups the um, A block can get. So I'm looking forward to A block from now on. I'm going to be less down on it and look for positives. And there's a lot of positives in this match. I would recommend going to watch this. Also, commentary stuff just stopped in this match. And I thought there was something to do with some... I don't know why, but I thought after the match was end, commentary would come back on or something. But it hasn't come back on. Um, Fale's still going up the entrance now and it hasn't come back on, so... We'll see. I wonder if commentary's out. That might actually be an improvement. That might actually be an improvement. 
I don't know why I keep watching the English commentary. I I guess I just enjoy the context it may give me. Like sometimes it gives me good context, it gives me good stats um, to give me an idea of why this match is important, and I like that. It's just when that and it comes to calling moves, Kevin Kelly isn't the best. The Tanahashi versus Makabe. You know what? This is a pretty good back and forth. Like. It was a pretty good match. Um, as good as you can probably get out of Maccabee. Now, that seems to be a running theme. It's, like, it's as good as um, you can get out of these limited performers. So, um, I'm really hoping Yoshihashi has the match of his life against Okada. Because um, basically, I hope he beats Okada, actually. Um, I, I have, I'm behind, but I haven't seen results. Um, I hope he beats Okada, because his, right, up until now, his only thing is, oh, well, he rolled up Kenny Omega once. That's cool. <laughs> Um, but, no, it was fine. It was a good, a good match. I'd give it, like, a 6 out of 10, maybe 7. Um, just pretty good back and forth. I enjoyed the tossling for the, um, Spider German, which is still a great move that more people should use. I think Cruiserweight should use that move. Uh, do we use it? I don't watch 205 that often, so you'll have to tell me. I didn't see him much during Super Junior. The Spider Super... That Spider... Um, German from the top is just great for setting up moves. Like, when I did a creative character... Um, in 2K14 is when the Red Arrow became available on the new moves pack. I just made it that way. Um, Spider German into um, Red Arrow works every time for the O-Man, which was my character. I was a nerd. There's a a reason. I I didn't get played in high school. There was a reason. Yoshihashi vs. Okada. This was a good Yoshihashi match. Um, It's not as good as the one of Elgin, I don't think, but there's points where I legitimately thought Yoshihashi was going to beat Okada. Like, some of the closest two counts you've ever seen. In fact, I have it in my notes here. After a brain buster, the closest two count I have ever seen. Like, the referees were so close to hitting the mat. Um, Okada did the weak Rainmaker from Wrestle Kingdom 6, which is, I don't think, a callback you want to make. I think it, it was like, oh, if I can beat you with the weak version of this movie, we're going to do against the strong version. But he couldn't, and it was, too, it, it was a bit of a pointless throwback, but nevertheless, a decent throwback. Um... The end was quite cool. Um, it was a karma. Actually, no. Before I get into that, um, Rainmaker was counted into like a Rainmaker of Yoshihashi's own, and that made me pop. And then the Rainmaker into the Butterfly Lock, that was also quite cool. Um, karma into Tombstone into Discus Rainmaker into Rainmaker was the win. And you know what? It was a fine. It was a good match. Seven out of ten. This has been much better than previous night blo- um, block A. Nights, and I hope the trend continues. And to be honest, looking at the card for the next one, the card for the next one looks pretty good in my humble humblest of opinions. So that looks great. But we're on to Block B action now, which always gets me hyped. Fucking worst tra- match we have here is Sabre Junior versus Tawatonga. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy! <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Let's go. Zack Sabre Junior versus Tawatonga, and this would be a good enough match if they didn't. Stop with the interfering. Like, I get it when the ref's down, but he did literally did it right in front of the ref. There was no point. Like, I've, there's no point. Stop. Stop. Like, this better manifest into something fucking tangible, because right now, the, the BCOGs just look like idiots at this stage of the game. So, this better manifest somewhere, because it's really starting to get on my fucking nerves. Um, and I think it's starting to get on everyone's nerves. I'd be surprised if it wasn't, and you know what, some cool counters, there was a gun stun into 
into a submission, which was um, counter, which was awesome, gif worthy. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a decent enough match if it wasn't for that fucking interference. Stop it, stop it. Juice Robinson versus Toriano, and this went very quickly from disturbing to very fun. Um, so Juice finally has points for board. Good, finally. <laughs> like what took him so long? Fucking US champion and all that. But um, by the start of this match, Yano went full heel, um, tying up um, Juice with the tape on the barricade outside of him and hitting his injured left arm with a chair. Like, that is just full on heel, Yano. God, that's not even bollocks. But then Yano bollocks was a plenty. Later on, there was an airplane spin spot, um, Juice adding that to his repertoire, and that ended up with both men dizzy and falling over. And then at the end, um, Juice takes off the um, tape on his left arm so he can punch Yano with it, um, and then he misses it. And they go into a um, Pulp Fiction spot. It's like, I'm getting it. No, I'm getting it. No, I'm getting it. No, I'm getting it. Like, 20 times this went around until um, Juice finally picked the win with Pulp Fiction. Fun little match. Um, six out of ten. Really, really fun. Um, really fun. Uh, Yano matches are. Yano matches are never going to be the matches of the G1, but there's always some memorable spots, and that's why we like Yano. <laughs> that's the cheesiest way I could have ended that segment. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, I'm a mess. Ishii versus Ibushi. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. I'm definitely going to miss something in um, the recap. So I'm going to keep the recap brief. Um, amazing punch kick sequence to start. Jesus Christ. Like, that just set the pace of the whole match. And Ibushi did a fucking moonsault from like 10 feet in the air onto the fucking... <laughs> onto Ibushi on the floor. Like, in the crowd. It was crazy. But it was a bit where I put fuck, which I went, how I know it's a good sequence. It's like, stalling suplex, but um, so, uh, stalling superplex rather, but Bushi gets back up into a German where he again gets right back up, and he flips through a dragon suplex um, for a German where Ishii gets back up and then gets paylaid. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Um, there was a long which always looks fucking sick. Um, chops to the throat of Ishii at some point, which just uh, like, and I was right after they had just been slapping the fuck out of each other. Um, Kamagoi attempt stopped by a headbutt. I like that. Are you trying to hit my head? Well, fuck. Well, fuck you. I'm going to hit you with my head. Just, I don't want to use my head. <laughs> a last ride by Ishii for a two. A massive lariat for a two. Um, a brain buster by Ibushi, which Ishii, again, no sells. More brew exchanges. Um, a Kamagoi for a three. I need a cigarette after that match. Jesus Christ, that is one of the best matches of the tournament. Definitely for me tops um, Goto versus Ishii. And I thought that was just not going to be topped because I think it was just brutal. But this gave me wincing moments and some more athletic sequences. So it's impressing me just for a little bit. This is definitely match of the tournament so far. <laughs> wow, go watch it. 10 out of 10. Easy. Oh. I need a cigarette. There's two matches to go. They're not topping this. There's no way either of these matches are topping it. And they're going to be really good matches. They're not topping this. <laughs> Jesus. Now versus Goto. Okay, this was in a death spot. Okay, the crowd was noticeably blessed. Um, noisy. And I didn't take many notes. I was just sort of still sitting there in awe of the match before. But there's some pretty cool stop spots in this. The beginning where we were just going in and out. Goto trying to stop. Um, the Tranquilo bit, that is really cool. Um, both a uh, netbreaker onto the apron, that was cool. Um, a Destino reverse into a GT, um, reverse GTR, which was awesome. 
<laughs> I don't know why I didn't think that was going to happen, but it happened. It's the most natural counter in the world. Um, and GTR into, um, reversed into Destino and Goto kicked out. I popped a little bit, but it got me on my seat, but then second Destino was over. Like, as soon as I was getting into the match, um, as soon as I had sort of got out of the dead state that the last match put me in, um, this match was over. So, bit of a shame, but... <laughs> Oh, I'm in a good. I'm in a non-dead state coming into the next match, which is what is the next match? It's Kenny versus Usanada. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> VIP of the last two G ones. This is one of my VIPs of this G one. Gonna be sick. Gonna be sick. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen one GIF of this on Twitter. Like I made the mistake of clicking on Twitter. The GIF was there. I don't know why I went on Twitter because I knew that would happen. <laughs> oh well, it's. I'm still gonna mark out when I see it, like, but still, yay! I talk. I think I spent more time talking about the next match than I have this match. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, Kenny Omega versus Sonata, another great one. As if that's any surprise. Um, these two are two M. Well, again, Kenny Omega is the MVP of the past two G ones, and Sonata's been an MVP of this G one. So it's just. Awesome to see. Um, cool Chain Wrestling just uh, as you would expect from these two, two of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, Sonata opens the rope for Kenny at some point, and then Kenny just walks in. Sonata showing disrespect to Kenny by saying that he can do that, and then Kenny's just like, nah, mate, kicks the leg. Um, Sonata, he has the best drop kick going. I'm not hearing a word against this. You people are gonna go, oh, but Okada, Okada's drop kick is so fucking overrated. Sonata has a better drop kick than. Akada. Akada I don't even think Okada gets in the top ten for me. He apart from his like drop kick off the apron. But like his regular drop kick, nah, not my not my favourite drop kick. Um a reverse um Rana to counter the one ring angel, that was awesome. Um then a, to end the match was an aside DDT countered into a one winged angel. That was just awesome. Kenny wins, I'm gonna give this eight out of ten. Probably. Yeah, 8 out of 10. Uh, problem is, again, everything pales into comparison to the amazing Ibushi Ishii match from earlier in the night. Nothing was going to top that. And nothing in the next one was going to top that. Because <laughs> it's block A. Uh, it's funny. Like, I was talking to Rob while I've been catching up. Well, not just while I was in the group chat. And I just mentioned, I just decided to mention how great the Ishii Ibushi match is. And he's behind because, you know, people actually have a life. Um, and I don't. So, it's like, okay, give me five matches. And I gave him five matches, and none of them were block A. <laughs> like, past the first couple of days, block A's not really been worth it. I mean, to, um, the next block A looked pretty damn good. I'm actually looking forward to reviewing that. Um, mostly because it's Okada versus Elgin, and last year that was an amazing match. But, eh, just, again, everyone that needs to be carried is in block A, so. What can you do? What can you do? I wonder if we do this randomly. No, we probably don't do this randomly. This isn't Strong Style 16. <laughs> okay. On to block A. The second block A of this podcast. Oh, notice, <laughs> notice me just drop for the next couple matches. Um, Maccabee versus Fale. Did you watch their match from last year? Okay, it was the same, except um, Fale won by hitting Macabre with a chain. <laughs> I'm not going into detail of this, it's just a match. Like, imagine Macabre versus Fale. That's it. That's the match. 
It was fine. No botches. <laughs> Pretty dull. Hangman vs. Switchblade, and it was basically as good as their match at the um, Strong Tale Evolved earlier this year. It was good. Um, it was a funny spot, actually. Hangman got his boot cut off and then tried to roll it up. I personally think that should have been the finish, but they clearly... Well, clearly Jay Wake's more in contention, so he needs to win more than Hangman, quite frankly. And, yeah, um... But referee gets knocked out again. <laughs> again, continuing to be the enemy of refs is Jay White. Um, wins with a switchblade. Switchblade? Um, blade Runner. Decent match. Again, as good as the one at San Francisco, which was a good, like, seven, six, six, seven out of ten. So I'll give it a six, seven out of ten. It's all right. It was okay. <laughs> Better than most block A matches. Suzuki versus Eva was fine. <laughs> It was just fine. Um, a lot of walk and brawl outside. You're going to get that at this point. G1 people need to conserve their bodies. I'm surprised no one's injured at this juncture from what I've seen. Um, but, yeah, it was fine. Just fine. I can't... I'm sorry. I, I'm just slightly annoyed that this is just fine. It should be slightly more than that. But here we are. It, it isn't amazing, but it's fine. It will do. I, did, I don't regret watching it. Well, I can't regret watching any of this because... I kind of have to. <laughs> ah, okay, this is where I take, you know that like 24 hour break I took before? Well, this is, what, well not 24 hours, about not even 12 hours, about seven hours while I go get some sleep. <laughs> and then what need to watch these two before the new episode um, goes on tomorrow. So <laughs> this is where I take my break. And But with movie magic, um, I am back <laughs> right now. Yoshihashi and Tanahashi had a match, and they just basically just went through the motions. Tana got a roll-up, didn't even do the high-five flow. I don't want to have to be flying through these, but there's nothing to say. There's, no, there wasn't really any cool spots to speak of. <laughs> yes. And in stark contrast, we have Akada versus Elgin, just the best match of Block A so far. Yeah, nothing in Block A stands up to this, so... Best match of Block A by far. Um, there was a point... Um, Elgin catch up the Scooby Dooby Doo. Um, why has he been doing that, by the way? I don't remember him doing it before he went crazy. Um, Elgin climbed the um, ropes, holding on to Okada after catching him from Scooby Dooby Doo. Um, gets up. Um, Okada tries to flip out, and then uh, Elgin's like, "Nah, none of that, mate." Tries to axe handle him, and Okada catches it in a. Um, flapjack, that was great. Um, he got out of the Avalanche Splash Mountain by an arm drag. Just, I was like, Lucha! Lucha Underground. I'm like, three weeks behind. Thanks, G1. Um, and a burning hammer, which, please hit that at some point. It's my favourite move. Um, counted into, like, a million tombstone reversals until Okada finally gets one into a discus rainmaker, into a rainmaker for the win. Just, yes, this is... <laughs> This is what I want from Block A. This has just been that was just a great match. It can hold a candle to most of what Block B's been doing. Just really good, really fun. Nine out of ten. Ten um, might be a ten if Elgin got the shock win. Just saying, like he he's he's the best guy you have. He's the best guy you have right now in Block A. So you know why don't you just do it? Why don't you just do it? New Japan, don't be cowards. Don't be cowards. Although, if they do want to expand into America, Elgin's pretty toxic right now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Great match. Absolutely great match. Just had Tama versus um, Ishii, and finally Tama has a another has another point on the board. Two for her points to his name for a man of an eight point average. Anyway, um, 
good back and forth. Decent opening match for Block for that night at Block B. Um, I love the counting of a brain buster into a gun stun. Just like, um, just the gun stun can come out of nowhere because it is an RKO and the RKO can come out of nowhere. By God, Maggle. So, yeah, really good match. No complaints from me. Again, I do apologise if I ever sound like tired or fatigued at any point, and slightly because I am, but G1 is a lot, and I do end up falling behind, and that is on me, but still, it is a lot to go through, and like, a great match just isn't a great match in the G1, if that makes sense, like, a great match is a good match in the G1, so you end up just not saying anything, like, that any other night, this probably would be match of the night, but I don't believe it to be the match of the night tonight, so I can't rate it too highly. So, I don't know. I don't know. I've been over this before, and I'll probably go over it in more detail once the G one's finished. So, I'll, I resolve now not to bring that up again for the rest of it. Just I'm going to save the match and then refer people to this part of this podcast if they want to know why I feel, um, sound so fatigued. So That may have been like the biggest surprise awesome match of the tournament so far. Well, that's not fair, because surprise awesome match has to be Hashi versus Elgin, because it's... Because it's Yoshihashi. But, fucking, I did not expect a match that cool and fun out of Sonata and Juice Robinson, which I really should have, because they've both proven themselves to have high-quality matches. But, like, this was just great. Like, at the beginning, there's the tid for tatted with each other and the sort of subversion of their tropes, like um, Sonata um, just scouting Juice's second leapfrog, and it's just like, nah, mate, boom. And just... Just great. There was the skull end over the um, barricade, which was awesome. Um, some great skull encounters, actually. There was a great one late in the match where he sort of did the Braha on Stone Cold Steve Austin Survivor Series 96 over him. But um, then that just ended up with him straight, being straight back into the skull end after like the Styles DDT thing. And then... Um, it ended with the Pulp Friction, and Juice had some more points on the board, finally. Um, to be fair, Sonata needs to lose some, and he's already be- he's already beaten big names, he can lose to Juice. Um, he doesn't need the title shot. I'm pretty sure he's been a champion by now, who has he been? No, I don't think he has. I don't think he's been a champion yet. Has, has he faced a champion about from Juice yet? Uh, no. No, he hasn't. Okay, interesting. <laughs> um... Oh, well, really good match. Um, these two are two of the best upstarts of this year. Um, the only one standing out more is Jay White. I, I say that. They've both been in G1s before. But Sonata's standing out more than he has ever had. So he's having the run of his career in the G1. And as is Jay White. So, But not Juice. Not Juice. He's been having good matches. But boy, boy, is he not winning. Boy, is he not winning. Sorry, I have to, I have to comment on this. Fucking... Um, and I'll forget about it. Kevin Kelly was talking about um, the lone blemish of the defending champ Tatsuya Naito being Kenny Omega. And like he literally just said the, de- um, the defending champion. And then he was just like, oh, but don't. And then Rocky Romero was like, oh, don't forget, he's the defending champ. It's like, <laughs> Rocky, listen, listen, listen to your co-commentator. I understand it's hard, but listen to him. Okay, Naito versus um, Yano. And I was just... That was pure fun. Like most Yano matches are, I will not hear a bad word against Yano because he is simply just the most fun. Like he's not going to produce like the best matches of the tournament. He's going to produce the most fun matches of the tournament. And at the end of the day, isn't about what wrestling is about. Now, um, and let's. I love Yano keeping the shirt on to 
um, mock Naito because Naito normally wears the shirt, obviously, and um, he was just like, "Fine, you're not you're gonna not wear a shirt. I'll wear a shirt." Which, yeah, no, do that more often. You're not pretty to look at. Um, also, the taping Yano to the barricades and him just going, well, the barricade has to come with me. There's obviously no alternative. It's tape. So he gets back in with the tape. It was just a fun match. Um, Nitro wins with Destino. Just fun. Absolute fun. <laughs> I was laugh- laughing the whole way through. The biggest laugh of the night was still um, the, f- the um, misdirection with the leapfrog in the Juice and Sonata match. But... Yeah, really fun match. Check it out. Seriously. I love that. I fucking loved all that. It was Kenny Omega versus Zack Sabre Jr. Of course I loved it, but it's they're my two favourite guys in B-Block. Like, Kenny Omega, he's just everyone's favourite. Kenny Omega. And Zack Sabre Jr. is having the year of his life. I mean, just fucking a ton of match of year can- contenders. Winner of Super Strong Style 16. Winner of the New Japan Cup. Just match of his life. Just the two guys having the years of their life colliding and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um just, I loved Zach countering like just Kenny's taunts. Like you can't escape into like a sleeper hole behind him. The gun motion that normally goes into um the V trigger just gets caught into an armbar, which was absolutely great. Um there was an awesome moonsault like off the barrier. That was awesome. Um, just it it was great. Like he catches a V trigger into an armbar, and like I love commentary in this match, putting over that this has basically ruined Zach's G one. Like, because basically, if anyone who goes against Omega at this point, if they want to win the G one, they have to beat the champion, which I love, which I absolutely love. Like, because otherwise, no one has a chance. He's the only unbeaten guy in B block thus far, and at the time of recording this, there hasn't been another B block, so. <laughs> Just, I love that story. Like the champion is the one to be. We could. Uh, I. I. I remember talking with Rob. Like, Rob about this in the um, G1 special podcast. Just going. He's not. Omega's not winning the G1. But he might be winning the G1. I don't see. A. I don't see anyone beating him in B block. Um. And like he's undefeated at this point. He's basically at the threshold to win. G1, and secondly, I can't see anyone in block A beating him. I can't, like, Tanner's leading block A at this point, I think. So, maybe, maybe Tanner, but I don't know. I don't know, like, the G1, like, the G1 seems so certain going into it. It's like, oh, it's going to be, come down to Omega and Ibushi on the last night. I, it might not, but it's, this is a very exciting G one. Like it's really heated up as much as I, as much as I shit on A block. Like ah god, I'm just so happy. <laughs> the G one just makes me so happy. Um, Goto versus Ibushi was awesome. Um, really good back and forth as with a lot of matches tonight. But um, it, it's a victim of being put after. Um, Omega and Zack Sabre Jr. Like I, I, I was dead after that because I just popped so much. I didn't really pop in this match because I was so dead. Um, I understand why we did it because it's Ibushi's hometown. He's a hometown boy. But yeah, yeah, it was still really good. Still really good. Um, but I'll need to watch it again to actually form a proper opinion on it. Which I can't really do with G1 matches till after the G1. And then it's weird, because I'm sort of fatigued now during the G1, but, like, after the G1, I'm going to be, oh, I miss the G1. <laughs> it's just, it's for, it's for way of life. It's for weird way of life. Anyway, on to the lay of the land after this cycle. 
Block A is still incredibly open. Um, basically, everyone but two people are in it. No, everyone but three people are in it. Um, Valet still in, in the running with six, although barely he is basically hanging on by a thread. Um, JY, Minoru Suzuki, Evo, and Akada are in eight, and Tanahashi is ahead with ten. So it's basically five people left in the running, which is incredible. I, I love that. That is... <laughs> you can't ask for any more in the G- G1, really. Like, that's made um, B-Block a bit more exciting. Like, B-Block in terms of who we think is going to win is very exciting with a million people who could win. It's just in terms of basically the undercard of said block can be a bit dull. Although this time round was pretty good. Um, I had a load of good matches. Um, when I say a lo- load, Akada and Algon basically just left a good taste in my mouth. But yeah, A block is still incredibly open, so that makes me extremely excited that going into the final half of the G1. So... Anything can happen. It's anyone's game. Who would I want to win? Of A Block, probably Suzuki, just because I love him. Or Jay White, because he's I, I, he's on the runner's career. Or Tanahashi. Basically, anyone in the run who I said was in the running, apart from Fale, Evil, and Akada. I just I'm sick of seeing Akada on top. It's been two years, you know. And he was on he was in the main event of my first show. I know he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, but it's fatigue, man. <laughs> It like we we've just had so much of him. We've seen him run through everyone. I don't want to see him main event another Wrestle Kingdom at least not this year. Maybe maybe next. Well, it, technically next year, not thirteen. Maybe fourteen. But yeah, great. I'm really looking forward to see where A Block goes. Block B on the other hand is a lot less open. Kenny Omega is far ahead on twelve. Although Naito's on ten. Basically, if anyone wants to be, um. The winner, they do have to go past Omega. Like, as I said, Zack Sabre Jr. has had a pretty good run. Three wins at this stage is normally really good, but he's out of the running. Like, the only people really in the running, actually the only people in the running, basically, is Naito, Omega, and Ibushi. Or, like, if Sonata wants to go win, he'll have to beat Omega. So, I do love that. Like, if you want to face the champion, you have to beat the champion. I I do love that, but it's sort of like, three people, basically, are in the running. Um... And even then, it's basically two between Naito and Omega. Like, if anyone... I can see Omega going completely unbeaten and trying to figure out who he still has to face. He needs to face Ibushi, um, Yano, and Sonata. It's only... Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't see him... (laughs) I'm very interested to see where this goes. Like, block... While there's less people in the running, it's still extremely interesting. And still, everything is set up where we don't know what's going to happen. But that is a really good thing. Um, and block B continued to have some of the matches of the tournament. Um, Ishii versus Ibushi, obviously. Match of the tournament so far, in my opinion. Um, Omega versus Zack was just beautiful. Um, I think it's a 10 out of 10. I, I know Meltzer didn't agree. Um, at this po- point, he has released the Starians and it was 4.5, which is fine. Um, to be fair, if you watch as much wrestling as Meltzer, maybe it is a 4.5, but I thought it was amazing. And Ibushi versus Goto was good, despite the fact it was sort of in a dead zone. Block, block B continued to impress, and it's still extremely open, so I can't complain. <laughs> it's just... The G one so good. Okay, so that's been the Young Line podcast this time. I'm sorry for sounding so tired. Um, I'll try not to next time. Um, go follow me on Twitter at omano 401 Go follow Podmania. Um, you've told, been told the links at the beginning of the podcast by that amazing voice. <laughs> um, go read my stuff on Light and Nerdy. I swear to God, I'll write more stuff. For, um, at some point, I've only got two things out so far. 
um, go listen to the new ROH and TNA podcast because it's, that's basically the only way I'm getting TNA and ROH. It's just condensed into a nice little hour-long thing for me until I'm not too busy. One day I won't be too busy. Fucking G1. <laughs> Suck up all my time. I need to catch up on Lucha Underground. That's the first thing I'm doing um, once the G1 load lightens and basically New Japan goes into like it's two three week hiatus as i'm basically just gonna watch the rest of lucha underground that i miss because jesus christ that's just the second best thing in wrestling well i was about to say progress but i haven't watched that in a while i'm rambling at the end just thanks for listening guys i've been chris o'brien representing bod mania for the young lion podcast um hope you enjoyed it leave a comment if you want and bye